Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, NHL trade deadline is upon us, and I'm real happy to be joined by our next guest. Does an outstanding job covering the NHL from Sportsnet, their NHL insider, Elliot Friedman. Elliot Gambo, Kevin McCabe, how are you today, my friend? Well, I'm looking out my window right now, Gambo, and it's snowing here in Toronto, and I can only imagine what it's like in Arizona. So I'd say I'm not doing as well as you are. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, this is going to hurt. I'm at a spring training baseball game. It's sunny. It's, uh, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's 70 degrees. I've got a short sleeve shirt on. Uh, yeah, that, I'm sure that hurts. Hey, Elliot, it's Kevin McCabe. i I, I got to get you here before we get into this trade talk and stuff, because you, sure. made, you brought me to tears back, I think it was in November. November, uh, a weird Arizona kid growing up here playing hockey in the desert. I, I was a stick boy for the Roadrunners, uh, but my okay. favorite my favorite player was Boris Salming. I wore a Yofa hel- mm-hmm. helmet because of that. And you wrote uh, mm-hmm. the 30s You Thoughts, one of the greatest pieces, and uh, t- the tribute that you can do for somebody like that. You know, legends of the game. I'm an old guy, so I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just I had to jump in before we even talk trade talks and say, way to go, man. That that was mm-hmm. solid, solid stuff. Thanks very much, Kevin. I, I grew up a big Boreas Salming fan, too, here in Toronto. So yeah. that was an emotional night, incredible night. Very kind of you to say. I appreciate well, that, it. Then I watched yeah. Win- Winnipeg with Schoberg and, and Nilsson and Hedberg and loved those cats. But I, I know it's not about me and not about the old school. It's about the Coyotes and where they're going and what what yeah. the heck well, are you they doing? Well, you are with two guys here that have actually laced up the skates and played <laughs> hockey in the desert. So we both played and you know for many, many years. But uh, let's get into it. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with the Coyotes that, you know, over the over the years, and especially recently, let's talk about Jacob Chikrin. My understanding is yep. that there's eight teams that are interested in trading for him. I do think that Bill Armstrong will be able to get two first-round picks. I think the tie-up really may come down to some of these teams are going to want the Coyotes to take back salary. The Coyotes mm-hmm. are unlikely to want to take back salary. What do you see happening with Chikrin right now? Well, I, I think your instincts are mostly correct. Uh, I, 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 I think that, look, I, I think if you look at the return for some of these deals that have happened in the past couple of days, my confidence is growing that they will be able to do something. Like some of these trade returns in terms of just pieces have been much larger than we expected. So I think that is a good omen for Chikrin and the Coyotes. I also think, and you guys are closer to this situation than I am, but I also get the sense that neither the Coyotes nor Chikrin want this to continue. This is not no. good for anybody. Nope. We need this to end. And I think there is a motivation on both player and team that finally this can be over. I, I don't think it benefits anyone for this to continue past Friday at 1 o'clock your time. No. So that always helps, too. I think the that biggest- you know, you, you, if you look at the draft compensation that they got when they got Gostas Bear, when they got Ladd from the Islanders, mm-hmm. when they from for Hasser, for Little, for for all the play, you know, when you see uh, Pronger and and Datsoy, they la- they want to retain that ability next year to be able to take on a contract and get draft compensation. So I think that's why they might be reluctant to take back another salary in a move for Chikrin. 
Well, I think that might be true, but I also do think just the overall uncertainty of the organization is a huge part of it, too. Like until we have this vote and we know what the answer is, I think the Coyotes are going to be very careful about taking on any money. I, I think it's, they've admitted that their budgets are going to be tight, and I think that's a big part of it. I think there's, I think there's at least two trades here that have been either held up or couldn't happen because of money that, was, that the teams needed to send to the Coyotes on future contracts, and they were just unwilling to do it. So that's an issue. Now, the one thing I, I do think is that I think the actions of the past couple of days by some of these teams have added more teams to it. I think Los Angeles is there, obviously, yep. but they've got a limit. They won't go past uh, what they've already done, at least for now. They've got a limit, and that's been consistent with the Kings and some other deals they've tried to do as well. I think Washington and Pittsburgh are newly around it, I, but I think those teams don't have a lot of draft and young player capital. And what I think they're weighing is, does it make sense to throw what they have, almost all of what they have in for one player? I think St. Louis has been around it before. I think they're in it again. But I think the Blues need to make a move on their blue line potentially first. I've always wondered about Winnipeg. They're a very quiet team. Uh, I think they've been around Chikrin. They make a lot of sense to me. And you know I've been pushing Columbus. I don't think that would make Chikrin very happy. I don't think it's preferred destination. But I think they are in it for sure and would like to do it. And there's, there's always more I'm not aware of. Like, I, I'm not convinced Toronto is in it. I think Ottawa still believes the price is too high. And the one team that's really interesting is Edmonton. Yep. I think there's some in there who want to do it, but I think there's some in there who don't. I think they have some real mixed opinions there. We're talking with Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet to NHL Insider. 32 Thoughts, uh, the podcast. And, uh, Elliot, uh, I'm going to watch the Hawks tomorrow night with Jake McCabe so I can see McCabe mm-hmm. on the back of a jersey. That's, you know, even with the old uh, the, the Maple Leafs. He got jersey. traded today. He's gone. Oh, that's, wait a minute. You're not going to see him tomorrow. What the hell? Okay. You just, you just, <laughs> you know, that's what you get when you're out of a spring training game. All right. So, but you uh, talk. Hey, I understand. I totally believe me. I miss spring training and covering it when I used to do baseball. <laughs> so I wouldn't be att- paying attention to anything else either. I thought for sure that this was that, that there might be an opportunity. I don't know what that does for chicken. I'll get you an old McCabe Islander jersey. There we go. What and, and Edmonton seems like the right deal, but they just don't. They just don't want to part uh, part with any major pieces or any any of their future. Uh, but wouldn't that make the most sense? I think I think there's a there's a segment of the fan base in Edmonton that really wants them badly. Yeah, yeah. I, I do I do feel that way, but I I don't think it's I just think there's I just think there's an, a, a feeling on the player that I think there are some people in the organization who really like the player, and I think there's some people in the organization who don't. And right now, that has not been a majority opinion either way. So, I mean, look, do I think that there's a chance, like? somebody's mind could change there sure but as we talk on monday afternoon i don't believe that's the case it was two hours ago by the way jake that McCabe, just happened. you, yeah, you we work here, you probably here, worked yeah. that deal you're talking so to mccabe and you're taking him to toronto <laughs> let, let me let me ask you about two other players gostas bear has you know he's got a big cap hit hasn't been yeah. playing well but he is a good guy on the power play so could yeah. they get anything for gostas bear and the other one is nick Bustad. i mean he's done a nice job for them I mean, he could be a, 
you know, a good third-line center for a team. He's had a very good year for the Yotes. Do you see interest in either one of those two players? I do. I, I know there has been interest in both players. You see, I think, I think John, the biggest issue for defenseman right now is there's a lot of them. Um, you know, the forwards, the, the star forwards in this league came off the board pretty quick. And I know that teams that were looking for the best forwards, like Toronto, they looked at what was going on around them and they said, we better make this move quick. So the forwards were gone fast. A lot of the D, there's still, there's still a, um, a surplus of defensemen out there, especially rentals. And I think teams feel that they can squeeze the sellers. Like Chikrin is a little different because he's got term, but the players like Gosses Bear that don't have term, I think the buyers are trying to squeeze the sellers and see who panics. Right. I, I definitely think there's interest in Gosses Bear, but he's one of a bunch of guys that I think teams are twi- trying to squeeze. I'll the, ask you- the thing with the thing with Bjorkstad, I'd say, is I think the Oilers were interested at one point. He's had a really good year. The only issue I've heard about him is, you know, last year in the playoffs, Minnesota didn't use him. Right. So I think some teams were a little concerned about that, but he's definitely had a good season, no question. All right, I want to squeeze one more in before we have to let you go. Nick Schmaltz, a good player, yeah. but just the, the way that previous ownership did that contract because they had no money, they backloaded all of it. So he's a tough yes. guy to move because of the money that's coming to him these next few years. We're talking seven, seven and a half, eight million dollars. He's a good player at four million, but I, I just think that his contract makes it very very difficult for the Yotes to trade him. You agree? I uh, I don't know that I agree. I I think that there's interest in him. Like the, like I've heard Carolina. Then someone said, "No, don't say Carolina." And someone again <laughs> to me today said Carolina. So I don't know what to make of it. At this time of year, you hear a lot of craziness. Look, I I think it comes down: Are the Coyotes willing to retain any money? I think that would be a factor. I think there are teams that like Schmaltz, the player. So I don't think it's impossible, but I think it. I think it's. I think it's a challenge, no question. I think you guys have a couple guys like that. Like, I know there are teams out there that really like Lawson Krauss. Yeah. Now, how do they feel about the contract? I'm not sure, but I know there's teams out there that like him. And I know, I'm pretty sure there's teams out there that like Christian Fisher. Now, he's a big part of what you guys do. Yes. Would you be as willing to do that? I'm not convinced. But I think for some of those players who have a bit of term, I think there's interest, but it comes down to what the Coyotes are willing to do, or are they willing to move those players? Elliot, it was a pr- pleasure. Really enjoyed yeah. the uh, talk. I'll let you get back to the snow out there while we enjoy the 70-degree <laughs> weather in spring training baseball. But thanks so much for spending a little time talking Coyotes hockey with us. We appreciate it. Uh, you bastards just rubbing it in my face. <laughs> enjoy the weather, guys. Take we'll take care. a picture and send it to him. All right, Elliot, yeah, Elliot, thanks so much. That's Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet. The NHL Insider does a fantastic job just trying to break down the trade deadline coming up for the Yotes.